0: Welcome to Game. Hey guys, and welcome to GT Live. Ooh, T? Did
1: someone say T?
0: Only this time, the T isn't just a letter that stands for theory. Instead, the T is an actual word.
1: And a drink that I'm holding right now,
0: and a beverage, T E A T.
1: Today, we're kicking it off with uh, a nice Fulton Street Earl Grey. Ooh, keeping yes, it simple.
0: I, sorry, I, I should have asked. What What are you drinking today, Stephanie?
1: <laughs> so, uh, I, like I said, keeping it simple, a nice Earl Grey, which is a black tea with bergamot and
0: orange. So, you might notice, if, and you don't ask me what I'm drinking. I'm drinking. What are you drinking? Unnamed Carbonated Beverage X.
1: I can't imagine what it could be.
0: What could it be? I don't know.
1: So, this is a bit of a different format. Mmm. I'm liking Sorry. it so far, though.
0: I was just enjoying my unnamed carbonated beverage, <laughs> X. Uh, <laughs> so uh, you might notice that things are a little bit different around here today, a little bit more laid back, microphone that's sultry, a little bit- You've
1: like, radio voice on. I don't know what's going on over there. So
0: so do you, Steph. You're you're super sultry with your radio voice. Oh, hey, no, Jason, just, what's Jason doing? I'm just
1: sick. I've got a lot of phlegm. Hi, Jason. Hey, Jason. Oh, that's his hand. Nice this hand. That's Jason's hand. Good job. Hi, Jason. <laughs> so you've already been Oh, okay. oh
0: There's no such thing as turning to me too much, <laughs> Stephanie. You can turn to me whenever you're in need. I'm, Thanks, man. I'm here for you.
1: And we're here for you.
0: We are. So, uh, Welcome the, to Tuesday. Yeah, welcome to Tuesday and GT Live, which is a little bit of an experiment that we're doing here. So you'll notice that the microphones are plastered smack dab in front of our face. Right
1: in our mouth. Which <laughs> can
0: only mean one thing. We are live filming a podcast right now. Whoa! If there are microphones shoved into your mouth hole, <laughs> that usually means that it's probably like a podcasty sort of thing. It's
1: podcast time! Watching
0: the internet has taught me anything. That's what it is. So this is just kind of us experimenting with something different. Us trying out what a podcast would look like and feel like as a portion of GT Live as it currently exists. Why are we doing that? Why are we doing that stuff?
1: So there are actually a couple of reasons. Um, one is uh, actually just sort of a practical one. So from like literally years of comments, Twitter posts, everything uh, you guys have sent us. You tell us how you watch GT Live and like sort of what contexts you watch it in. A lot of you watch it while you're doing homework. A lot of you watch it on commutes, sometimes covertly at school. Whether or not that's a good idea, I'm not saying we advocate for it. I'm saying we're just facilitating it. Um, or you sometimes you even want it to go to sleep um, on long days when you're sick, whatever it is. Um, so we wanted to actually give people uh, the opportunity or like a, an easier way to watch or consume GT Live episodes without having to have like your eyeballs plastered to the screen the entire time. Um, we've also heard from a lot of you that um, honestly just like um, – one of the most touching things we get told about gt live is that like hey i feel like i'm hanging out with friends i feel like uh just like having someone else in the room with me while i'm eating dinner while i'm doing whatever it is you're doing in your life um having company to do that is nice and so again we wanted to sort of meet people where they are when they're watching our live streams um so that you could be doing kind of whatever you're doing um and if you're watching hey great we're still here we're on screen but if you're not watching you can still Know what's going on, and you can still kind of hang out with us, appreciate what we're talking about, um, and weigh in in the chat. Still, if you want to,
0: it's also one of those things too where there are just some topics that we want to talk about.
1: And yes, I see so many people in the chat. They're like, "I'm doing my homework right now." There you go. <laughs> we
0: we hear you, and we are there for you. Yeah. <laughs> and now we're there in audio form as well. Uh, but I think the other big reason for this is there's a lot of you know news stories that are happening, a lot of topics. That, are, are, that we want to cover a lot of stories that we want to share, personal experiences, things like that, that are maybe better presented by just talking about them, by, you know, just talking about the news, by sharing those personal stories and not necessarily having to, like, split or divide our focus by playing a video game. They're not necessarily conducive to funny reactions or, like, whoa, that was so cringy or whatever, but rather just, like, <laughs> sitting on a couch Talking to each other, talking to you guys in the chat and on Twitter, and really just kind of diving into the meat of what's going on. Hence the name, GT, GT Live. Live. We're literally oh. spilling the tea. Like that's that's also a very popular term right now. Right. Uh, and Stephanie, you know. Has always I may been a tea have a lover. bit of a
1: propen- propensity for tea, so it worked out really well. The other one we were honestly debating, we're still debating a little bit, is actually calling it T series. T series, T E A series. You get it's, it? It's totally you gonna, get have, it? I it's think gonna happen. Totally gonna I think we're gonna go there. But you'll notice <laughs> I'm
0: I'm just excited. I don't know if you saw at the very beginning of the live stream, but we have a new logo. Yes, just, just for these. And this yeah. one
1: Oh Oh, look there it is. There it is. Oh, it it look is. there. Whoa. It's on screen. But again, you don't have to be watching. You could just be listening. It's a it's a <laughs> it's a green
0: tea cup in the middle of our usual logo. Yeah yeah instead Um, of the trophy it's great
1: so it's a lot of fun uh you guys let us know what you think uh so far actually already you guys are like really positive about this so thank you so much tell us what you think throughout we're gonna we're gonna talk about a lot of stuff i think it's gonna be a lot of fun uh helena uh ashbaugh Ashbaugh says i love this idea so much i'm doing homework cassie thompson says this is a wonderful idea um I'm seeing a lot of this. Like, love this. Um, yes, I love this. So hyped for this. This is a great idea. Okay, awesome. good.
0: This is great. awesome to hear. And and you know we're nervous. Bear with us. We're learning a lot here. We're not sure how much we should be eating the microphone at any given point in time. Yeah. But uh, you know we're gonna do our best. And this is a learning opportunity for all of us. We're also in the process of of coming up with a new intro. It wasn't ready for today. Yeah. The but, logo but is ready, but we're it. working on it. So we'll we'll see. It's it's a fun experiment. If you don't, like, keep experimenting online, you know. What are you doing? What are you doing with yourself? <laughs> so, like we said, let us know what you think. And you can also engage. Yeah, so you even can though still this engage with the
1: stream. podcast land. It's still a live stream. You can still hit us up on GT Live. We're going to hop over there. I still have the chat running a mile a minute in front of me. Um, So, awesome.
0: Hashtag GT Live. Hashtag GT
1: Live over on Twitter. Or over um, in the chat. Yep. Let's do it.
0: So, that being said, uh, what should we talk about when it comes to spilling the tea other than you know, mm-hmm. some of the news that's happening in and around all the industries that we care about, the people that we know, and, uh, you know, so that includes everything from like other YouTubers, gaming. Uh, just things that affect the internet as a whole. Yeah, and there's a lot of stuff going on every single week.
1: A lot of it's just for funsies. Some of it's a little bit more serious, but it's all going to be like it's all going to be like a fun discussion. I think it'll be all stuff that all of us here find relatable.
0: Yeah. So the first thing to kind of kick things off is is more of a personal story for us, which is that a lot of the channels who were once owned by Defy uh, are starting to get picked up
1: oh yeah okay oh we're, we're starting in with defy okay so yeah I think we should preface it by saying this is probably not like the day that we're gonna talk about like our own part of the defy media scandal or anything like that like we have videos that are going up on game theory and are talking more about like MCN stuff um, but to what you just said uh, we knew a lot of people at Defy. Like we, uh, we had a ton of friends there. We knew the entire Smosh crew, the entire Smosh Games crew, a lot of the clever folks. Matthew used to work at Defy, um, so like we knew a ton of people there. And as angry as we are at like Defy and how all that went down, the people who worked there like had nothing to do with that. And a lot of them were really cool content creators who now like need to find other homes to do what they do.
0: And there's and it's worth noting and. And the reason we're starting off with this one is obviously it's been a big issue for us on the Game Theer's channel. And we've been doing a lot of videos and a lot of work behind the scenes on this whole legal case that's going on. Uh, But we haven't actually gotten a chance to really sit down and talk about the nuances of the whole thing. And there's a lot of misinformation out about what's going on. Uh, And specifically... Where we fit in versus how channels like Smosh fit in, right? Yeah. So the difference between the game theorists and some of the other channels that were affected, like Pencilmation Studios- We're nerdier. Like, like Ryland, things like that. We're um, nerdier. But one, we are most certainly nerdier than <laughs> Smosh uh, and clever. That is accurate. Not as cool. But, but the other thing is we didn't sell our channel or our content yeah. to Defy, right? So early on in Smosh's life- they were bought by a larger company yeah. uh they they sold the ip and all of their content to what eventually became defy media same thing with clever clever existed as a network of channels all oriented towards female gossip and news and entertainment
1: defy just created that one right they didn't uh, there was no they
0: were purchased too oh really mm-hmm. clever oh. was purchased as well um, I
1: thought that they were one that, like, someone in Defy, like, thought up the Clever channel and mm-hmm. then just started doing it. No, Do you know who the founder of the Clever channel was? I
0: mean, they were more corporate in nature, but that company also got eaten up by Defy. Oh, it was, okay. Defy, for a period of time, bought a bunch of other companies and kind, yeah. of, like, kind of like Pac-Man eating up a bunch of beads. Because
1: they bought Escapist and all that stuff. So, so that was like, that. Clever was like that, too. Was
0: was another one of those, oh, yeah. And okay. uh, another good example is the Warp Zone. Yeah. I don't know if you guys are familiar. I've done a couple of acapella videos over so there. So good. Those are so but, good. Uh, they're another like gaming slash nerd scripted comedy and musical parody channel if you haven't checked them out they're fantastic they're a team of great guys they're wonderful but again early on in their channel's life they also sold to defy right so we have always we were always kind of separate from them yeah whereas a lot of these other channels that you know are being talked about in this they were actually properties of defy yeah and in the aftermath they literally, like, lost their jobs and the channels go blank. They go defunct, right?
1: Except for Sm- – so Smosh has been – Smosh has been filming and and uploading, and they still have like a hundred million views a month, which is sort of incredible. <laughs> just, I'm it's, just like, it's like it's like actually so mind that, actually. blowing. It's great. Um, it, no, and and we're like I'm really happy for them because one of the yeah Smosh because uh, one of the things that we were uh, wondering like like what happens to a massive channel if it just goes blank or goes dark for like a long time, like what happens? Um, but it's. So they've been filming, they've been putting up stuff, which is smart for a couple of reasons. So the first is obviously that just like it shows that they care about their channel. It shows that they care about their fans and all that stuff. But behind the scenes, Defy is trying to sell off Smosh, right? They've got this channel and they're like, hey, maybe we could pay off more of our debts if we sold off this channel. Smosh, Clever, Warp Zone, they're all in the same boat. Defy is trying to sell them to someone so that they can get cash to like Bit, us like back. to pay up, uh, to pay back people. Quite right?
0: honestly, pay pay back ally. Bank. Again, like this whole idea yeah. of like defy has a pot of money that they have to use to pay back yeah. people like Ally Bank, people like us. And they have to sell off other- everything
1: from like the channels they own to like the chairs that all of the employees butts were in to try and get as much money as they can to pay back stuff. So they want Smosh to sell for as high a price as possible. And they're not going to sell for as high a price if there's nothing on the channel, right? If that channel has been dark for like months, then who know like, then who's going to pay for it, right?
0: Which, and and this is good news all around, right? Because if these channels do end up getting sold, that means all those creators suddenly are back in jobs. Like, actually paying jobs. Hopefully, you know, there might be some restructuring or whatever, but hopefully everyone's still hired back to work on the channels. It hopefully means that Defy gets more money to pay back more of the people that they owe that money to. So overall, it becomes a more positive thing. Uh, and news came out earlier this week that Hearst, the Hearst company, which uh, is like
1: a massive, massive, massive company.
0: publisher <laughs> yeah. uh, of like magazines and newspapers. Uh, if you've ever watched Newsies, the villain. <laughs> 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 actually the villain of newsies is William Randolph Hearst, Hearst I believe right yeah. uh, you know this guy who's taken advantage of the newsboys.
1: yeah he like so I mean Hearst doesn't really have that the Hearst company doesn't really have that reputation anymore like now they own a lot of really legitimate news sources but I always like, uh, like Cosmo yeah they own Cosmo which I think is the one who bought actually bought Clever um, which makes sense because it's like a style like, it's like a style channel that's clever <laughs> um, there so Cosmo is all about like you know fashion and style and being cool and so is clever and so that makes a lot of sense that those two would like kind of sync up
0: yeah Cosmo attracts like an older audience yes that is the logo for Cosmopolitan thank you Chris you've got
1: them all back you've
0: nailed all the logos to flash along the bottom of the screen yeah not not images to actually like reflect what we're talking about just the logos it's just the words um but uh no Cosmo attracts like older women you know to find out what their ideal mate is or whatever the there's the a lot of sex quizzes are. in Cosmo is what Matthew's trying quizzes. to say that's what I was going for there's but l- I didn't know l- if I was allowed there's to there's a say lot
1: it. of sex quizzes let's <laughs> just let's just face quizzes. it it's I I don't know why we wouldn't be able to talk about that they are literally in at like in in the checkout line of every Stephanie, grocery store safe uh, but they are in the checkout line of every grocery store, grocery and it's stores like are allowed to not be brand eighty-seven safe. ways to please your partner, and they're like, "Geez, man! Did you? Know, I'm just trying to buy some broccoli here." Did
0: you know for a period of time, stores were required to have blockers to cover up those side titles? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know when that legislation kind of got removed, but there was a period of time where all stores that were carrying, like, Cosmo mags or any of those kind of, like, scandalous, like, sex quids. Because they are (laughs) dirty. They would actually have to cover up the side. You would only be able to see the image in the middle, and they would have to cover up the sides. Yeah. At some point, that got revoked because now you can see them again. But it's an interesting little, uh, Mm. little tidbit there. They're uh, juicy, those
1: Cosmo magazines. So Clever getting bought by her.
0: makes total sense because now all of a sudden they have an outlet to speak to younger audiences, younger, uh, like, tweenage audiences, which I think is smart. Uh, And I think more interestingly, Smosh is currently being considered to be bought by Good Mythical Morning. Which we're allowed to talk about because it's in a tube filter article. Hey, that's good. Don't worry, I checked I, about that. I was in like, advance. "What are you saying? What are you saying?" <laughs> nope.
1: I, the look I just gave the Matthew li- <laughs> was like, "I, I what? Well, I, one of us is going to die on this couch." That is um, that is
0: correct. That that would have been. Oh, a, a thank really bad God, move it actually heart.
1: came out in the news. Okay, so so yeah, and there's there have been rumors about it for like a, a few weeks now, but um, how exciting! That we can talk about that. That's yeah, neat. we are allowed to talk about <laughs> that. That is
0: now public knowledge. Uh, we As of today, kinda, this morning? Uh, Chris, when did that article come out? I believe that was today. It was today. Oh, okay, there, you know. good. See, look, at we're so timely about this oh, thank now. Thank goodness. Uh, yeah, so we've heard about that, kind of rumblings about that uh, under un, behind the scenes for a couple weeks now. Yeah. Uh, so it's cool that it's starting to be talked about. But it's really interesting, right, because you don't necessarily think of – Good Mythical Morning, Rhett and Link, uh, who are on our charity live stream, who do yeah. probably the most well-known talk show here on YouTube, I would say. Totally. Um, food theme At this point, uh, I was going to say just food, food, taste food, test food show. challenge show yeah. here on YouTube, uh, <laughs> which is great.
1: Right? It's weird that it's they're really evolved their, from... their main competitor is now, like, Hot Ones. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's true, actually.
1: Um, but, but, yeah, so you don't think of those as necessarily going to I, – I when I first heard that, I was like – Huh, that's a weird one. But uh, honestly, I was like, I don't know if that makes a lot of sense. But if you think about it, actually, so good mythical morning. I don't know how many people know this, but good mythical morning is like so so much more than Retin Link. And I know that they have good mythical more, and you see a lot of their team behind the scenes. But they that's have I mean. about forty people working uh, in that office. It's we've we've been to their office.
0: Huge number of people. It's massive. They're massive. They,
1: we have like a live streaming like nook. They have, like, a live streaming theater. It's crazy the kind of, like, setup they have, they, they, and their it's beautiful. they literally
0: do have a theater. Yeah. That, that's not an exaggeration. They will watch things on a theatrical screen. Yeah. With like multiple rows of seats Like that is where they do business It's one of the most beautiful office spaces That we've ever been to Yeah
1: it's gorgeous They had a designer like professionally put it together When you go um, When Matthew was on Good Mythical Morning um, We went and like they have this like gorgeous green screen With these like um, They'll bring They bring out I'm not even exaggerating This box of this like basket of snacks that you can like barely lift because there's so much in it and it's so heavy and it's all like beautifully arranged and it's all like organic chips and these like beautiful fruit rolls and stuff and you're like oh my gosh i'm on tv yeah it's It's amazing and and quite
0: literally on tv because even the cameras you know for us we're using our little gh4 yes camera Uh, When we film stuff for social media, it's literally with just our phones. Google Pixel 3, they're great. Hey! Uh, But when it comes to, like, what... not spawn this time. Not spawn this time. But uh, when it does come to Good Mythical Morning and how they film all of their videos, it's literally, like, true... Real TV cameras, cinematic, full, yeah. yeah, and it's, they they it's even have like a, what is production. it the
1: the arm, the rig that's like um,
0: the the jib, the
1: jib. They have got they've got a full jib. jib to you like cut my zoom jib stuff. in. Oh, I like the cut of your jib. Uh,
0: yeah, that's that's what I was going for. <laughs> Thank
1: you. Um, so they've got they've got all sorts of stuff in there. They're amazing. So so if you think about the setup they've got of any like YouTube channel, YouTube studio, they've actually got like. The chops and and like the structure to take in a, a, like a company like Smosh well, or like also, a group like Smosh. Well,
0: also Rhett and Link have like before they were doing good. Like obviously everyone knows Good Mythical Morning. That's really the thing that caused them to kind of really blow up. But even before that, when they were just Rhett and Link before Good Mythical Morning, they specialized in doing comedic sketches, parody sketches, like. If anyone understands kind of what Smosh is doing and kind of short-form comedy on YouTube, they're a good place to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's interesting, though, because it, in a lot of ways, it's similar to a BuzzFeed-style model. Like, what yes. BuzzFeed does, where they hire out or buy you know other outside producers, like the Try Guys, you know, back when the Try Guys were at BuzzFeed. Yeah. But, like, they'll they'll bring in these creators who are really talented, really smart, really funny, whatever... And just basically, hey, we will give you funds to do your own thing, and we'll be kind of the business that helps run everything that goes around it, yeah. you know. And and we'll take part of the profits or whatever. And that's what the Try guys did at BuzzFeed. That's what, uh, you know, it seems like Good Mythical Morning's really trying to do now by, you know, potentially bringing Smosh into the fold. Yeah. So it's it's. On one hand, it's it's really weird to think about channels eating other channels and all mm-hmm. kind of like working together in this internal system. But at the same time, if I were to see Smosh go anywhere, it's good to see it go to another YouTubers. Yeah, who's going to understand? Who what understands to do. what they're doing? Yeah. and Who understands the type of content that they make? So
1: yeah, and along those lines, I gotta ask you. Ooh, so, oh man, how do you are you spilling the tea? A little Sorry. bit. So yeah. how? How do you think the efficiency of Smosh is going to change if they go to another YouTuber-owned company? Because and this like it's it's tea, but it's like it's it's not really because like the company doesn't even exist anymore. When Smosh was at Defy, we even the people in Smosh talked about like how many people work on Smosh. Like so many people at Defy worked on Smosh, and obviously it wasn't sustainable. Like they weren't able to pay that many people to work on all of that stuff so like how do you do uh, how is that going to change
0: when i was at defy uh i was their director of digital strategy so i would kind of consult them on all the different shows they were producing programming for them recommendations for things to kind of stay topical uh you know optimizations based on analytics things like that and one of the things that I kept trying to beat over everyone's head while I was there was that all they were spending way too much on every production and yeah. Smosh was one of them the Smosh videos were so tremendously costly at least during the time that I was working there Had so many people. I'm like, there's no way that you guys are building a sustainable Business model here because everything costs way too much to make I don't care if that video gets 10 million views and is like the most profitable video in YouTube like you're spending way too much on this to earn it back um, without just massive brand deals um, but there were other channels that Defy had too that that were almost worse than Smosh. Uh the the Omni channel, while it was incredible because you had real life blacksmiths literally forging real swords from like fictional IP, like we made the Cloud Buster Sword. We made Sephiroth's giant, uh, you know, Massimune. Yeah. Um.
1: I was like, does he know Massimune? Yeah,
0: no. <laughs> I was trying to decide which way to pronounce it because there, I always it's masamune, pronounce it wrong. Massimune. I know. There's so many different know. ways. Mune. I don't know. You know yeah. If you accent the last letter, mm. um, but it's one of those things where like. Tens of thousands of dollars would go into every single episode of that show. I'm <laughs> like, where are you earning your money back, guys? Because as a You're YouTuber who sees back. these numbers and sees how much these are, these videos are earning. I hope you have other uh, other strategies here. Yeah. So uh, I do think that under Mythical Mythical Entertainment, I believe, is yeah, their Mythical official company Entertainment name. is the official name. Um, I could see them really kind of like dialing it back or paring down, yeah. what they're doing to make it more sustainable. And hopefully, still without losing a lot of the quality that they have, but rather like conserving and merging production resources, yeah. rather than it being all over the place.
1: Yep, totally agree. Um, so Keegan Lloyd says so. Also, like Rooster Teeth. Rooster Teeth does have a similar model, and Rooster Teeth is uh, ha- is like they're amazing, amazing business people. So smart over there. We like we. Think oh my gosh, Bernie Burns is so one of my awesome. favorite people in yeah, YouTube. He is so awesome,
0: so incredible. He's so nice. He's so smart this and that is that is real tea like i've met bernie on multiple occasions we've talked for a while we spent yeah. a, a good number of uh a, a good number of lunches together he's incredible he's so so smart in the way he runs that business and his team it's so commendable yeah plus he was on the amazing race which makes him even cooler
1: i know the amazing race is awesome okay what maybe maybe for another day um let's see so um Uh, i'll read off a couple of things and then i think we should switch to no i think i think we should Um, caitlin julian says spill that tea steph oh we are spilling it but i'm also i'm also drinking it there's some that i'm not
0: spilling that i'm 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 drinking um
1: and uh gabriel whitmore says i don't watch live and i won't get noticed but i always like watching live this is the first time um and i'm making my own theories thanks for inspiring me that's awesome and then uh, finally, uh, how much tea is there to spill? Says one stuff Squirtle. One. Well, let's switch topics and find out.
0: Let's find out, shall we? So the other, the next topic that uh, we have lined up to Ooh. talk about is all things subscribed to PewDiePie. Who?
1: This is controversial. Exciting.
0: A controversial figure. I know.
1: This is this is an exciting topic. Um. So I mean, I know. So we're going to talk about like this whole Roblox thing with PewDiePie. Um. But I I think it's worth mentioning like. So, I, we talked to people About PewDiePie so Yes we have a picture Of him Just in, y- in case, case you, you didn't don't. In <laughs> case you didn't Recognize him He's This is probably The closest he'll ever be To guesting on GT Live So um, Wait so, is that what he looks like Oh my gosh Wow I thought that's he was incr- just a fist
0: The fist went away A long time ago I know that's, ago. That was, The fist is so old school So old school That's old school this, That's bro um, army era But
1: so we have uh, We have a lot of conversations With uh, brands that we consult About PewDiePie um, And we'll We'll maybe a different episode of GT Live will be like spilling the tea on brands that we like do consulting for because they are crazy. I think
0: that'll be an ongoing thing <laughs> if we do continue that like GT Live. Yeah. There's a lot of stories that we can talk about when it comes to the conversations that we have with brands and companies who are looking to understand.
1: Yeah, who are trying to YouTube.
0: And do YouTube or or honestly any social video platform. Yeah. Because that's... because uh, And I think that it's worth calling out at this point. Like that is... A big part of what we do on the side that on the channels you would never really see or you never really get to to find out about. We mention it every once in a while in some of the meta theories. But basically, you know, we're out there helping brands understand their own analytics, helping them understand their programming, helping them understand... Uh, how to work with YouTubers, all of that stuff.
1: Yep, exactly. Um, so we we talk to brands about PewDiePie sometimes, and it's so funny to see their reaction because as soon as you say their name, we're like, oh, they're like, oh no no no, we don't associate with that kind of person. And we're like, you know what? Do, what do you mean? Like popular people who get a <laughs> lot of views on their videos, and they're like, no, Nazi anti Semites. And we're like, wow, whoa, we win whoa, that. whoa, no. It, I mean, they, but it's they true. they're are- like they're like that kind of person and and will ask like have you ever seen a pewdiepie video and they'll be like no i don't watch that because i'm not a racist and it's like all right maybe 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 before you like jump to some jump to conclusions or before you like make big assumptions maybe you should like watch like a video (laughs) or two or something and and we'll try to explain sort of a little bit more than what they've read in the newspaper because all they know about pewdiepie is what they've read on on the news right
0: yeah there are companies that we've worked with who will outright not say his name and not let us say his name or not let us include yeah yeah, not let us include him in presentations because for some companies we'll do like here's a quarterly update of everything that like every major event that you should be aware of or know about across all the different platforms not just YouTube but also like Twitter and Facebook and things like that and obviously PewDiePie very frequently is in the news doing something right uh, right now he's doing you know the PewDiePie versus T-Series stuff but I mean there's always some big news story around him and uh, there have been moments where the people that we're talking to at the company will before we give the wider presentation to the the whole company, they'll be like, "No, cut those slides. Yeah, we we can't acknowledge him." And yeah. it's, it's it's like you if you are not acknowledging him, you are missing out on a huge portion of the internet. You might not have to agree with what he is or who he you know yeah wh- what he does or who he is or whatever. Here's the
1: thing He's said some really awful stuff online, and it's not not here to judge whether it was meant as a joke or whether it was not, and whether he just has continually said some just like really dumb stuff sometimes but here's the thing he's super influential he's like, on top of every meme that goes out there now, he does his own commentary on all of YouTube and, like, all of social video. He's hugely important. And so for people to not acknowledge him is, like, I, I don't even get it. It's
0: incredible, too, because, like, they, they will viscerally get mad yeah. at us. where They have
1: such strong feelings. It's crazy.
0: Nothing, one of the most memorable things that have happened in one of our consulting sessions is we brought up – just merchandise in general. Oh
1: yeah, and how and how YouTubers do merch.
0: Yeah, and it, it was very like preliminary thing. They're like, how do YouTubers make? I mean, when I say very preliminary, they're like, how do YouTubers make money? And we're like, well, there's ad revenue. There's blah 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 blah, right? And one of them we brought up was merchandise, and we're like, for instance, PewDiePie when he first launched his backpack. The the numbers that we got, like, in in the early days of his backpack, was, like, somewhere around $10 million in backpack sales to all his fans who wanted a PewDiePie bro-fist backpack. Wait, how much? Wasn't it $10 million? Three. Something like that? It was, like, oh, was three. was it three? Yeah, it was okay. three. It wasn't ten. that's huge. I'm like, that feels like it was too big. But yeah, we
1: thought it was, like, I th- we had somewhere heard, in the millions. We had heard or read that it was, like, a couple million, you know, a yeah. couple million dollars, and that was in, like, a month. It was in some, like, really
0: short amount of time, yeah, right? Yeah, it was, it was an incredible number, and literally the 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 conference room that we were in erupted they
1: were so angry
0: they were like that's
1: not fair yeah could he this
0: is one of this is mind you this is one of the biggest companies in the world in the world (laughs) like one of the biggest entertainment companies in the world outright being like that's not fair
1: and we're like what do you mean fair they they bought backpacks. Yeah, right? Like it's, it's not fair or merch. not pa- or not fair. That's what people did. And
0: they're like, why? They're like because they like him. Like they like the
1: backpack. It they, was. They a, it was a blue backpack. It was a nice. Ba- I guess it was so a nice backpack. Much. I didn't. I didn't see it. I don't know.
0: They needed something for their books. That's usually what a backpack does, and why people buy it. Uh yeah, it, they
1: were like incensed about it, this. And this was a couple years ago and, and years it's only ago. sort of gotten like I think I think the more people hear about him without out actually watching anything he does, the more this sort of like idea gets around that he's like untouchable. We can't associate with anything that, you know, even remotely comes near him. Um which is, you know, I think they're they're like missing the forest for the trees kind of thing. Like they are refusing to acknowledge that the internet is um, you know, has a lot fewer rules than um than like traditional media companies had and you can screw up on the internet um and you can even screw up pretty big but like the internet does respond when people say they're sorry um and does recognize when people try to improve and for felix's part like he's cut like he's cut uh, some cursing, at least from his videos. He makes, I, I, I don't know, I, I don't know how to pass. Like, there's no judgment I'm trying to pass on this. It's just, like, he makes fewer racial mistakes and, like, misogynistic <laughs> mistakes. I, again, I'm not I'm not trying to, like, pass judgment one way or the other. But he's, again, hugely influential. His audience really stands behind him. And the PewDiePie versus T-Series stuff has really just shown how true that is. And so if you're not paying attention to him or if you're trying to, like, block anything associated with him, you're missing, like, this whole T-Series versus PewDiePie thing and how, like, PewDiePie is this, like, representative for all of the Internet culture.
0: Yeah, and and we'll come back to that in a minute, I think. But first, all of this kind of relates back to the the big news of, I guess, last week, really – where PewDiePie got banned from Roblox and his audience basically did experiments to figure out, like, why was he banned in particular when throughout the live stream, throughout his time on the service, throughout his time on the game, there was nothing really that broke community guidelines. And by doing a bunch of A-B tests, apparently, the the big differentiator and the the reason why – was because of offensive language, and the offensive language was the word PewDiePie. Yeah, that that he, it he, was it's literally on their, like blacklist. His name, which yeah, again, like jumping to conclusions, that's that's a pretty big conclusion to jump to. I, and it seems yeah, pretty unfair. Even if you don't
1: agree with him, like even if you think he's a racist, even if whatever, like banning banning him and banning um, you know anything any, that, uses, anything his that uses his name is just I, I, it's like. <laughs> It's really unfortunate and sad. What you pull and up here, Chris. So this
0: is an example of someone receiving a warning from Roblox for using high PewDiePie while playing Roblox. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's it's wow. it's pretty extreme. Um, and it's, here, it's and it's just super sad. And, well, and here's the thing: like I can understand Roblox's decision if they were concerned about spam. Because right now, subscribe to PewDiePie is being spammed in a lot of different places. Yeah. And so I could see the phrase, subscribe to PewDiePie, getting some level of, of filtering or some level of, like, added warning or whatever because maybe they see it as just, like, spam content or bot content or things like yeah. that. Maybe. Maybe I could give them that benefit of the doubt. But to outright just be like, hey – Here's here's a word, and it's not even a, just a name of a person. Like that's the equivalent of just like banning the name, you know, whatever like
1: Trump or whatever. Yeah,
0: it could be Trump. It could be uh, Bill Gates. Like it could be any name. Yeah, it's just you to not be able to use a specific name just feels okay slimy and skeezy. So
1: I would I would challenge you, and I I, I would challenge one point on that. Fun just fact to- though,
0: Trump is one of those words that gets flagged. Yep. on YouTube, it is uh, for questionable monetization yep. in a lot of cases. So if you're uh, if you using
1: Trump in your the word Trump especially. in your title, watch out; you might be demonetized. Yeah,
0: you you are actually subject to a greater level of review, at least based on our experiments and kind of in the data that we have. Um, when we have used Trump in a video title, or when we've seen Trump used in a video title, more often than not, those video videos tend to get yellow monetization buttons just saying so again PewDiePie and Trump same equivalent
1: so I would challenge you uh I have I have a dev like to play devil's advocate on this I agree but I would say that in our um in our own community guidelines for this channel at least better be set to this um we have um the use of the name Hitler flagged Mm -hmm. because the only time we see it used is in hate speech in our chat, so we have it on a banned list of words. If it's not on the banned list, put it on it now. <laughs> you have like four seconds before the before the video catches up. <laughs> um, so, so there are certain circumstances where we like we have a name that's on our banned list. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that, that it's unlikely that someone would use that name without it being offensive or hate speech driven so that's why we put it on there and i don't think that they're the equivalent i don't think that hitler and trump are equivalent i don't think hitler and pewdiepie are equivalent but we do have a name on there
0: well it was also often associated with because from the live streams we actually learned you learn a lot when you do a live stream especially with comment management uh and and what you what people do and don't spam the the comments with uh but we learned that especially in the early days a lot of people would would use hitler's name and then associate it with like emoji nazi flags yeah like emoji like swastikas yeah it was really bad yeah strange
1: people ask us how we manage to do live streams without moderators and no live stream is perfect like obviously they're, they're, you know, sometimes uh, nasty things that come through the chat and whatever. Um, but we don't call them out, um, so they don't get attention. And and then also we we set, like, community guidelines around words that we don't think are appropriate for our community. Um, and, if you know, w- it took us a long time to develop that list. Like, it took us months to develop that list because people are very creative with how they use hate speech.
0: <laughs> it's true. Yep. Here's, here's a question for you, Steph. Ooh. So, you're asking me these questions. I want to toss one back to you. Obviously, the PewDiePie T-Series stuff has been ongoing and has lasted longer than I expected. Way longer. Um, Which which I'm happy about, quite honestly. Thank you, Mr. Beast. Yeah, (laughs) like, I think Mr. Beast stepping up and kind of doing his part, I think, like, seeing creators really rally around this whole fight of PewDiePie versus T-Series has been awesome and is not something that I – when we did our game theory on PewDiePie versus T-Series was not something I was anticipating or, or I really love that seeing. Everyone
1: is now testing out all of the evil people they can was, put in. I the was going to say, sorry, sorry I knew, I of, knew as
0: soon as you opened oh, that of course, door of stuff that of everyone was going to walk through and I'm find where those limitations Snape exist. Snape
1: and Voldemort. Those are not on our band Snape list, and Voldemort. but if you keep <laughs> spamming them. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> How, Volda, he who must not be named guys. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Snape in particular. Never great. tell
1: the internet not to do something. Yeah. I, right. I I know I know I knew I was bringing it on ourselves, but I thought it was an interesting question yeah. to raise.
0: But it, but it is so it's so on one hand I'm I'm super super excited to see that it's gone on this long. I'm I think it's really awesome and very powerful to see so many people rally behind this idea of a native YouTube creator needs to stay at the top of this list. Yeah, uh, just from a symbolic standpoint.
1: Yeah, and it's like eh, it doesn't even matter if like. I'm not that big a fan of PewDiePie or whatever. I'm a fan of the internet and yeah. internet creators which, which, and independent internet creators. Which
0: obviously, I think, you know, I'm in that camp of like, yeah, yeah. like internet creators first. Like this was our platform, and you let's know, we'll try and keep it. Yeah. yeah, let's you know, let's let's try and keep it the same. Because in the not in the, the video, same, but keep it you know creator first or at least like creator predominant yeah
1: and even in the video that uh that we did on t-series versus pewdiepie and and talking about that and talking about where t-series comes from and stuff the end of that video that we wrote was like kind of a bittersweet or like sad moment where we were like this is this is a, a native youtube creator being overtaken by a media company and it's not going to go back Right. Yeah, it's not going to The reverse is not going to happen. I mean, PewDiePie and, and T-Series are going to fluctuate for a while, so they may yeah. go back and forth a little bit. But overall, with a media company at the top, media companies are going to stay at the top. Yeah, like, there's, that's, that's there's no
0: winning that yeah, battle back. That
1: battle is not – that battle's over. And
0: I think a lot of people rec- – at least a lot of people on YouTube recognize that, which is why they're fighting so hard. And whether they agree with PewDiePie or not, like – As a content creator or whatever, you see them coming out in support of the whole initiative. Um, That being said, Stefan, the question I wanted to pose to you is: if it was someone other than Pewds, someone other than Felix, do you think that the internet would be so vehemently rallying behind him? So, like, say, so say if it was like a Markiplier or a Jacksepticeye or top YouTube creator X. Like you know, if it wasn't PewDiePie specifically, do you think there would be more support, less support? I'm curious if it, if there was any other creator. Ch- game theory. Up I as mean, the number one ch- wishful thinking here. No, friends.
1: They, <laughs> they no like, no one cares god, about that game like guy, oh god that mad guy, get goodness. him out of here. Oh
0: thank goodness, he's the cancer <laughs> of the internet. Give him the boot.
1: Um, <laughs> so on the one hand, I think that it would be more publicized. If it was if it were someone else who was less controversial like you don't see anywhere in the news like this is huge on the Internet like it's a huge deal for YouTube and and um, and like the creator universe but you don't see it anywhere anywhere in mainstream media and I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that PewDiePie is so controversial and no one wants to touch him um if it were someone who was like super family friendly and they were like Ryan's trying to, toy
0: reviews if it were
1: if being it were unseated
0: oh no oh, not no. Ryan's toy reviews he doesn't need
1: any help don't no, he's he's, doing fine. he's his grandchildren can go to college and he's 14 or whatever <laughs> um so so yeah I do think there would be more mainstream coverage of it and it would be like this this like h- pulling your heartstrings story of mm-hmm. like um, of, like, small business or, like, the little guy and, and the Internet rallying around the little guy in the same way that, like, the Internet rallies around, you know, videos of sick puppies and stuff like that. And they're, like, you know, in that kind of cathartic way. So I, I do think that. However... Um, On the side of like the support that he's seen and like this grassroots movement, I do think there's something to be said. And this could just be my imagination. I'm just speculating. But I think there is something to be said for the fact that he has this like spotted past. Mm -hmm. There is something I think about that, that a lot of Internet users or people on the Internet relate to or find more human than someone who's like perfect and presents this like perfect persona. PewDiePie has like issues, right? He is, he has, I mean, I don't know what, I don't know whether he has personal issues or not. Um, but he seems fine. He seems like he's a very happy person behind the scenes, but like, um, but, he has this like outward history of like I made mistakes. Yeah. I used to suck. I talk openly about the fact that I used to suck yeah. and I try and do better. He has this like redemption story a little bit in the eyes of the Internet. Again, yeah. the media has completely written him off. But in the eyes of the Internet, he has this like redemption story that I actually think makes him more sympathetic and people find more relatable as to like, hey, even if I screw up, I can redeem myself. People are, can still be out there supporting me. Um, There are, you know, brighter days. And I think that's something that resonates with a lot of people who spend a lot of time on the Internet and have a lot of their, like, social um, time tied to, like, spending time with people on
0: the Internet. You know what I mean? Honestly, yeah. I think if there was one – you know let us know in the chat uh Steph can look in the chat and let us know what your thoughts yeah, are about let us know what you think how would this situation be different if it was a different creator jake paul <laughs> if, if it was jake paul i don't think you'd see unsubscribe
1: anyone. to jake paul <laughs> you would see mr unsus- beast is Please like doing the series. unsubscribe to jake paul <laughs> <laughs> campaign it's on billboards
0: t-series <laughs> T-S would no longer be the villain in that case i would be like nope let's push t-series <laughs> to the top friends <laughs> I wonder. (laughs) That would be fascinating. But I would say, you know, I agree with you. I think you would see more mainstream coverage. Than you currently are seeing of of the PewDiePie T series stuff because because really the stories that have come out of this are faci- fascinating and deserve as much coverage as possible. People hacking into accounts uh, to to take over printers that say subscribe to PewDiePie, right. buying billboards all over the world to Times promote. Times Square, yeah, all of that to stuff. to promote subscribing to PewDiePie all over India to promote it. Like PewDiePie himself doing like, hey, I don't want to be a, you know, I don't want you guys attacking an Indian channel or the Indian people. So I'm going to do a whole charity donation drive which around. Is
1: such a which, smart move, by which the is way. so great. It's so strategic, like strategically so on point.
0: It's, it's so great. And it's one of those things that, like, of course no one talks about that stuff, right? All this fascinating stuff, which really should be getting a lot of attention because it just shows the power of the internet and goes back to what we were talking about before, which is there's just whole sections of the world outside of YouTube that refuses to acknowledge his existence, period. Yeah. Because they're like, we've already lost to this guy. Like, they would never say that. Right. But I think there's this animosity, this jealousy, this it's not fair that he, this one kid, has been able to, like, topple all these infrastructures. Yeah. Like, we're not going to give it any more attention than it already has. This is stupid. Yeah. It, we're not going to legitimize it with a response. That being said, I do think that while you would see more media coverage, I don't think you would see the vehemence that people currently have. Uh, yeah, if it or were have another, had for the last couple you know, of months. If it, if it were another creator, just because and, – and I think a lot of it has to do with where PewDiePie is in his content right now. Mm-hmm. Where he's no longer a gamer. No. Like, he'll play games. He hasn't games. been a gamer
1: forever. He'll it's, play it, games. It's but funny. He's still, he's, in in YouTube's eyes, he's still listed under the gaming vertical, but he's not. Yeah, he,
0: and he hasn't been for years. Yeah. He's he's not a gamer. He And he's not just, like, a, a commentary person anymore. Like, he's gone through three very distinct phases. And right now, he's in kind of this, like like you said, this redemption arc, this this phase meme three. Meme Where yeah. he is a meme lord and, like, a... a a popular events commentator. He's the
1: voice of the internet. He's,
0: yeah, he is. It is. It's weird. He is the personification of the internet, which I think is, uh, one, just fascinating, and two, just brilliant from a content standpoint. But we, the people who do work with us and the people that we know, uh, like, like the, the merch guys that we work with, are much older than us. Um... But they, you know, actively wa- – they don't watch everything that PewDiePie does, but they actively watch Pew News. Yeah. You know, meanwhile, the people who are watching his meme review are younger. Yeah. And so you have in his kind of new programming and the way that he kind of – does stuff on his channel now You have this really interesting spread of content You that have something
1: for his old fans yeah. You have something for new fans It's it's actually like really smart If you look at his program And we try and tell this to people We're like look at his I don't care if you don't like his pro- content Look at his strategy Look at his programming strategy I'm not used to a microphone being here I know right Um, Look at his programming strategy Look how smart it is And look at why it works And then learn from it And people are like now yeah. But it, they but they should So, but, th-
0: but that's the thing right Is I think because of Of him kind of making the shift prior to all this T Series versus PewDiePie stuff, I think because of that, uh, he's able to get more people supporting him from more corners of the internet, right? Including like. James Charles from the beauty community, Elon Musk from yeah. kind of whatever sphere he exists from in. The pot smoking from the pot-smoking tech community. <laughs> yeah, from and, and from obviously all the gamers that he kind of like grew up alongside. yeah. And so he's touched so many different people and his content touches so many different people at this point that it is one of those things that like we're all in this together. Yeah. As opposed to if you did have just a gaming channel or just a beauty channel or whatever it would be big in those communities but would it be as big to the internet as a whole i would argue not
1: i agree um so kine sister says we all used to suck it just depends on when we decided to change
0: Ooh, that's deep i know that's, that's a tweet right
1: there. alex3 <laughs> said my parents think that pewdiepie is a nazi and they won't let me listen when i say he's a, when they won't listen when i say he's a good guy um let's see uh, well again people that, try to learn from what they what they don't even attempt to like or listen to says Prime Meridian uh you have to yeah you have to listen and like you have to pay attention um a lot of times you can learn a lot from the people you don't like right
0: <laughs> i think like that's one of the things and it, we we
1: do like him just, but there are a lot of people who don't but could still get a lot out of it
0: yeah it's it's scary and surprising i think nowadays the internet's in this really interesting gray area and as we do this podcast this is probably something we'll talk about or go back to a lot mm-hmm. but the in, the internet's in this very interesting inflection point where in the early days it was all about getting people to use your website right it was all about getting more users to facebook it was all about getting more viewers on youtube more more creators this and that and now all of a sudden they've won you know Everyone and their mother uses Facebook, or or mostly everyone's mother uses Facebook. Yeah. Uh, You know, everyone is getting their entertainment from YouTube to some extent or another. Netflix, you know, all these platforms have tremendous amounts of viewership, users, and they're all built on these algorithms, but the algorithms are designed to serve people stuff that keeps them in their content bubbles. Yeah. It's not forcing them to watch or participate or see stuff that they necessarily disagree with. Uh, or that is going to challenge their perceptions, and humans, by their nature, you know, are just going to be like, I, agree, I think what I think, and I'm not going to want to like expose myself to different viewpoints and, and and this and that. And the internet has kind of facilitated that in a lot of ways. And so we're in this weird gray area where the platforms, YouTube, Facebook, whatever, have to decide: Are we going to show people stuff that they might not like? Are yeah. we going to show people stuff that they might disagree with, and thus pop them out of their content bubble? Because they're
1: going to be mad about right, it, right? They're going to be mad, and
0: they're not going to use our website, or they're going to like, you know, not be on our website as long. But it's better, probably, ethically from yeah, that standpoint. To do it. And then on the other hand, you need like humans, people, to be like, yes, I will I'll have think an outside open mind. My bubble, yeah. and, and again, that's what this is all about, right? Is you know, you might not like a piece of content, you might not like a certain creed or whatever, but watch them and learn from yeah, them. Like, Talk to someone else and and just get it there's so much to be learned from talking to other people and keeping an open mind about it yeah
1: talking to people who have a different experience or a different perspective than yours even if you don't like their perspective um judah jackson says it really well in the chat i don't like some of the things that pewdiepie says but he is so smart as a youtuber and that's all you need to know right Yeah. it's
0: and and honestly that's like same thing with me and i think same thing with jacksepticeye in the in the aftermath of his big scandal I would say his biggest one Where it was The the death to all Jews Fiverr scandal Yeah Oh my god Um where he hired people to hold up that sign, yeah. uh, which was very weird. Did I think that he had malintent with that? No, probably not. Did did Jackson, was it real dumb? Yeah. Oh, was it dumb? Absolutely. Oh my god. Was it a joke that didn't land or didn't really like fell and into it was this not weird okay. gray area? Yes,
1: it was not okay. I,
0: I would say, like for me personally, it was. Uh, and it was okay. Did. No, no, no. It, it was. It sorry, it fell into that kind of like not okay territory yeah yeah like it was not something that that I read as a joke even though I kind of understood it was which is why we did a whole film theory about like how do you tell a joke yeah uh, to make sure not that people like understand that it's a joke yeah. um and 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 it was interesting because in the aftermath uh Jacksepticeye uh he you know people were like he came out kind of being like I don't agree with this as a joke like this didn't read as a joke to me like I'm concerned about this yeah uh and a lot of people raked him over the coals being like, PewDiePie's the thing that made you. How dare you? Like, aren't you his friend? And you can be a friend to someone. You can support someone. You don't necessarily have to agree with everything that they do. And yeah. it, you, just and you, because and you're a friend with someone doesn't mean that they're infallible.
1: Yeah, and you can, And part of being a friend a lot of times is like calling people out on stuff that's not okay for their own sake. Yeah, that is yeah. the
0: essence of friendship, that's right? like
1: That's a good friend. <laughs> being
0: confident enough in your relationship to be like, hey, I don't think that that was smart. I don't agree with you. Uh, you might want to change the way you think about this or whatever. Yeah. Uh and so yeah, anyway.
1: I think we have time for one more segment here. Let's
0: let's talk about that. Do you want to talk do about it. do you want to talk about Fortnite and epic games or do you want to talk about Mr Beast? Ooh, I think we should talk or about or conspiracy theories with Shane Dawson. Those Ooh, are, those are your, those are your options, What Steph. do you think? I oh, I leave it in your hands.
1: Uh I think we should let's uh, since we're already talking about PewDiePie, why don't we just talk about Mr Beast for a few minutes?
0: Ooh, that okay, sounds cool. great. Okay, so the big news with Mr. Beast, right? That came out recently. Up, oh, this is him. Oh, there he is. There he is. Ta-da. <laughs> Coming to a dollar store near you, where he's where he's giving away like <laughs> PlayStation fours for a buck or less. That's
1: amazing.
0: Some of his video. God, I I love Mr. Beast I, I so much of his stuff. It's, it's so so smart. fun to watch. It's, it's great. So smart.
1: Um, he like his again. YouTubers who like even if you don't watch him, even if you like. Even if you're like, oh, this seems just like way over the top and stupid or whatever, um, it's so smart. Watch him again. W- this is one of those things where we tell people like, watch him, learn from him. What he does works, and it works for a reason. Yeah, it's awesome.
0: Even though I would argue that like some of his like some of his earlier stuff like was frustrating because I'm like, this is so clickbaity. Like yeah. the, tw- the twenty thousand yeah. magnets stopping the bullet. I'm like, oh come on. Yeah, we
1: get called but. out on clickbait. Come on, <laughs> come on, guys, come on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there were twenty thousand magnets, but you know, you know, whatever it is. But uh, no, his stuff is so great, yeah. and it's it's so clickable and so fun. It's so creative. It's it's and at the end of the day i love it because it in a especially his recent stuff is giving back to talk people. about shane
1: please we'll talk well we'll have to save him maybe for like i don't know tomorrow we, we, can, we can we can talk
0: about shane <laughs> yeah. during the next one of these so, yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah we'll prioritize that as number one because yeah. you can't talk about things online right now without, without talking, talking about, about shane. shane dawson <laughs> yeah uh, but the the reason uh we called out mr beast here not only because of like the relationship to pewdiepie and him being kind of like the the top general when it comes to subscribe to pewdiepie uh but because he was claimed, and he's, he's, brought, he's brought up kind of some of the failures of the copyright claiming system right now. So last week, he was claimed for singing Living on a Prayer yeah. in one of his videos, right? But the claim wasn't for the song. It was for the words Living On, which was part of someone else's song.
1: Someone else's song, but, like, just a, a YouTuber who used those two words in a title and in the song itself.
0: Right. And so he he made a copyright claim on the video. Obviously, I would assume at this point Mr. Beast challenged that and yeah. hopefully won. Of course. But of it course. did start it to was, kind of ex- – It's ridiculous. Right. But it did start to expose – the weaknesses of the copyright system, yes. and also how it is being abused, which I think is one of those ongoing stories that YouTube is constantly looking. It's for one of those things. H three's
1: talked about it. PewDiePie's also talked about it. It's one uh, there have been a bunch of people who have really come out and, ta- and said, like, "Hey, I get abusive copyright claims for stuff that is." obviously unfounded and that like that's literally literally just belongs to me and And we've had this experience too it sucks oh my gosh it sucks so badly if if you
0: want a good example of how broken the system is uh I know I have one too I know well I was (laughs) I I, I know I think we're thinking the same one I don't know oh really okay so we've
1: had a couple of ones that are really bad so
0: obviously uh like one of the big ones that gets talked about a lot is like PewDiePie singing Despacito 2 or whatever um but for us this is my favorite one because it shows how broken it is. But we had a film theory where we covered Spongebob. Popular topic. Yeah, it's, uh, it's,
1: our, it's the last film theory that we did on Spongebob.
0: Not true. Second is to last. it? Second yeah. to last? It, it was the one where we were exposing his parents. Oh, uh, yeah. oh yeah. The is lineage Spon- of the sponge. Yeah, the lineage of Spongebob. Who are Spongebob's parents? What are type they really of sponge? Are they sponges kitchen sponges? What that are was, they? That was fun. It was, it was fascinating. Uh, Filming film game theory take me to research some really fascinating places. <laughs> uh, some scary places sometimes, but Ooh. definitely some fascinating places. Subscribe
1: to Jim Sterling. He is on it, says uh, Tribdigenalist. We are. We oh, are subscribed to him. Good old great. Jim, The great. Jim anyway, position. sorry, I just saw that one. I was like, oh, people don't call it Jim very much. I should talk about it. Right, something. Jim. Okay, go ahead. Uh, anyway.
0: But Jim's another one, guy who I find endlessly fascinating, and he's, again, super nice in person. Um, episode for another day. Uh, but what I was saying is, so the intro of that episode, this SpongeBob parent episode, is a parody of the SpongeBob opening, right? And it's me doing the pirate voice. Uh, are you ready, kids? And then we have like a don't a pre- say it
1: will get claimed on this one too. Yes,
0: and we have a prepackaged sound effect that of a kid being like, no. You know, are you sure? And I am like, no. And then, like, three hours later, oh, okay, let's just start the episode. Like, that is how the intro goes. And it's all you. It's, and it's all, all me. you
1: saying this. That stuff. is me doing the yeah.
0: pirate voice at the beginning. And what got claimed for, you know, for playing the intro to SpongeBob SquarePants.
1: Which we did not do. Which and we did not
0: do. And also, like, we didn't even, like, say, like, I even said, "Are you?" I said, "Are you ready?" in the pirate esque voice, and that is the only things that I said from that point forward. After those three words, "Are you ready?" Th- everything else was completely different, completely original. Yeah, whatever.
1: And it's just those words said in a pirate voice, which is not a copyrightable thing. You and can't copyright that. It
0: was copyright. It was it was copyrighted. Claimed. We disputed it. And it was reinforced. So at this point, if we want to earn any money off of that video ever again, any money off of that video ever again that was claimed off of me doing, are you ready? We have to take it to court. Yeah. We would have to literally sue – the like, we would have to basically, like, here's our address. Sue us. Like, I mean, we would have – it escalates to that level of – Now it's a legal thing. Yeah, now we we would have
1: to sue them, like like sue a media, like a media company or a record label, and little like us two people working on the internet are not are not going to sue like Sony Records or like Warner Brothers Records. Like, there's no way that we could possibly do that. So. It, this kind of stuff happens all the time these kinds of copyright claims happen all the time where the system is really abused either by big companies or in this case just by another youtuber like the other example I was gonna throw out there was this one we, we got a copyright claim one time and it was from um, it was literally just from someone who was a troll who just really hated, yeah. uh, hated us whatever we were doing for some reason he put a copyright claim at what video was it I don't even
0: remember it was a sonic video I believe yeah
1: So whatever, you know, there are plenty of people out there who like hate, hate the idea of theorizing about things. And so, um, you know, every once in a while, someone come across someone like that, you put a copyright claim on the video. um, We sent them an email being like, hey, did we accidentally use some fan art, or did we accidentally do you know use something that you created or whatever? Because we're very very careful about this stuff. People think that we're not, but we yeah, are people, extremely.
0: That's people a, level a lot like of complaints. That's like a whole that, other yeah. thing.
1: But we are actually we are so we so careful so about harder. what we yeah we, we bend over so far backwards
0: so much about it. Anyway, it's a big deal. S- story
1: for, us. for another day. But this guy, so we were like, what you know, what is it in the video? And he was like, I'm not going to tell you. You're just gonna have to figure it out on your own, and we were like, "What? Like you, you can't do that." Le- like, like legally, he's act as thing. part of YouTube's terms. There, he's legally responsible to tell us what he owns. He has to identify the property that's his in this video, and he was literally refusing to do that. And then, not only did he say that, he but he was like trash talking us in this email, like really personal, just nasty, just oh, like yeah. a really bad like. She's a really bad person. Um, and so we actually had to contact you. Yeah, I think, we were like, what can we do at this point? I think the
0: opening line was something along the lines of, oh, you think you're so smart, Matt Pat? Figure it out why I claimed you. And this, like, uh, it, it was like the Riddler had copyright claimed us. Yeah, <laughs> like, I have set a trap for you, things. and now you must figure your way out of this yeah. copyright strike if you hope to earn money off your video anymore. Yeah,
1: and so, by the way, if you ever, like, plan on doing that to a YouTuber, like, you 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 can't legally let that's illegal to do um you can't do that so the
0: account will get suspended like the account will be wiped yeah ultimately
1: like we had to contact youtube and be like hey this guy is literally holding our video hostage and it turns out that he hadn't even claimed our video for anything that he owned yeah there was nothing in that video he owned
0: nothing
1: and he had just decided to put a random claim on it just because he thought it would be like a mean thing to do and so we had to contact youtube that it had to go up like you know, five layers of people within YouTube. And we're really lucky because we actually have a partner manager over there. Like, a lot of people don't. And so if this happened to a lot of people, there'd be nowhere for them to go other than to just, like, fight it out with this troll online. Um, And ultimately, like, so because that person, um, you know, they they were breaking YouTube's terms of service by harassing us. And so their account got deactivated and stuff but uh, oh and then and then after their account got deactivated they sent us a, like another threatening email being like you're gonna get it now or something and I re- so i forgot
0: about that but no you're totally right so
1: now we lock our doors at night um but yeah <laughs> but uh because like they're like how dare you have are crazy email, people like yeah they're my
0: accounts suspended or deleted
1: yeah and it was uh, we really like, <laughs> it's not fault? our like, choice like, it wasn't our choice see like they they You know, if you break YouTube's terms of service, they're going to suspend your account. That's not something that we control. We didn't ask for his account to be suspended or deleted. Nothing like that. But again, it just goes to the point of like the system can be abused so easily. Mr. Beast is a good example of it, but it happens all the time. And it's really just people who are mean and who are trying to hurt other people because they don't like something they're doing or they're jealous or whatever.
0: Well, and it's also one of those things, too, where there isn't really a requirement to deliver proof if you're claiming something on the other end.
1: That's the problem, Like, that's actually. the
0: fundamental issue here that I think YouTube continues to kind of ignore and not really address is the fact that you can go out and copyright claim, copyright strike, basically whatever you want without any proof that you own things. And and the fascinating thing about it is when you get a copyright strike, you as the creator don't see what would... Again, like, here's this kid who, f- who flagged our video and... We, we had to rely on him to tell us why he did it. Yeah. The The strange thing about it is when you're in an MCN uh, and you – or in an MCN or if you have a what's called a CMS or a content management system, uh, which is where all the data, all the videos kind of, like, filter through and you kind of control the copyright claims for, like, a big business. And I got to see this because of, of my role at Defy. Uh, and I've seen it in other companies in the past. But basically, you get to see, hey – this this video seems to be using your content, and YouTube will actively say, like, it's between this second and this second, and for us, it was, like, a 70% match. Do you want to cl- – is this actually your content and do you want to claim it? Like, the system will t- – when content ID matches things, that's what happens when it's kind of, like, in a questionable territory. And so they will show you, like, here's the segment that we think is infringing on something that you own. Is it, and is it bad enough that you want to claim it? And you can say yes or no. Like, that is what the system delivers to big companies who have CMSs, content management systems, to manage their their, uh, copyrights. Yeah. For YouTuber X, you know, no matter how big you are, if you're just still a channel like we are and we don't have one of those tools at our disposal, we are literally at the mercy of these people who don't have to give proof. And likewise, you know, we are not told by YouTube –
1: Anything. We do not get
0: that privilege of this person claimed your video for this reason. It was just – it was manually claimed.
1: Matt, Good luck. Fig-
0: figure it out. Yeah. And so all of a sudden then we're we're talking to all the editors and being like, where did, where did you we get all of the images? Where did you get like, every
1: single image? And you can imagine for a game theory video or a film theory video, that's a huge number of images. And, and we, again – Hundreds of
0: assets. Every video.
1: Every video. And we're really – again, we're really careful to use stuff that is not, for co- not copywritten and is like – is specifically cleared by Google Images and by other sources to be reused on the internet. And so, um, yeah, we, so, yeah, we're anyway, we'll get into that like another another day. But like, we're really careful about it. But then everyone has to scramble to like figure out what the heck could have possibly been claimed. So it's something that we talk to YouTube about a lot, actually, like we complain about uh, On behalf of Mr. Beast and like everyone, including ourselves who this happens to, we talk to YouTube about this every chance we get. We're like, the system is broken, you need tools, you need like, and hey, okay, if you don't want to give tools to everybody, make their like give a subscriber threshold, something that gives people the ability to control their own content. Yeah, because they're always afraid that when
0: you roll it out to everyone, that it it gets abused. And I and I understand that fear, right? Like, I understand that fear. But there's there's a better way yeah, to do this does because not work because right now the system is very much like guilty until proven innocent as opposed to hey maybe we should actually hold the copyright claimer accountable as well yeah to show some proof and it, it's it's fascinating too because obviously on the game theorist in the early 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 days uh, we had a lot of partner shows now we don't have quite as many but uh, unfortunately I wish we still could. But um, in the early, early days, we were testing out a lot of different shows, including scripted shows. Uh, Tome is this animated show uh, that we tried on the channel because I'm like, oh, this is kind of fun. It's nerdy. It's well produced. Yeah. Uh, I think that the audience might enjoy it. Unfortunately, they didn't, but, uh, you know, but it was just one of those things I'm like, oh, let's share the channel here, so that way you can get more views onto this, you know, this high-quality production that you made, and uh, hopefully more money off of it, too, because of, you know, more views, more AdSense, whatever. And, you know, we were working in partnership with the original creator of that series, the original animator, the guy who had put it together, blood, sweat, and tears, and... The first episode, like, from the get-go, I'm like, this is not going well because yeah. – not not from the viewership standpoint, but because I uploaded it onto YouTube, and I'm like, monetize, and they're like, no. <laughs> and I'm like, why not? And they're like, y- you need permission from the original creator. Be- I don't know what it was, but something flagged in the system of, like, yep. we won't monetize this because we don't trust that you have – permission from the original creator and i'm like i do like it was it wasn't even yeah. like a form i could feel it's like here's your like 5 prepackaged responses and i'm like i have permission from the original creator and i get back like a couple days later and they're like no yeah. like no chance for me to upload a it. letter from the creator being like i give matpat slash the game theorist permission to distribute this and monetize it not like nothing. nothing there was no chance for me to prove that Everything that I had done for that video was in partnership with this guy, and that I had all the rights available. I was again guilty until proven innocent. Even when I had opportunities to like actually respond, there was still just like flat out denial. This
1: just happened with uh, with one of our episodes, uh, one of Austin's episodes of the science. Yeah, on this Game is, Theory. Yeah,
0: hundred percent. Where
1: um, where he used he had permission, he had licensed a song, he had like fully licensed it, and uploaded the video. It got claimed by the by this like song holder, and we went through this whole rigmarole to like get it released and then it was like okay is he going to be able to monetize this and it took days and days for him to be able to like monetize it again so that he like so that we could like give him the ad sense that came from that video again, a and song stuff.
0: that he had outright yeah paid he for. had paid
1: for the song and he had so much trouble and it was so anyway the system yeah the system is definitely broken totally feel totally feel the pain Mr. Beast has like gone gone through. Although I'm sure, I'm sure he got it resolved because that yeah. w- that's like an open and shut case. There's no way it is. It
0: is worth calling out though, and this is the last thing that we'll say before we have to wrap things up. Is I, I give music every once in a while a hard time in episodes relating to copyright or things like that. Last time I mentioned it, I think, was the Article 13 episode over on Film Theorists, uh, where I'm like, the music industry is kind of a mafia. The, by the way, bye. <laughs> you know, like, like, I drop it in every once in a while. And like but it's true. Just to seed it out there, there's not really a good opportunity for me to really talk about it. But the more and more we learn about music, like, the, the just worse and worse of an industry it is. But, like... Literally, every element of a song can be claimed. Like, if you do a music, if you just re-upload a music video onto your channel, you're going to get claimed three times, at least, at least three times. Once for the actual notes in the song, once for, like, the video, like, the music video, and then once for the lyrics. Uh, there's also the performance and things like that. But the, the fascinating thing is I would have always wanted to do music theory as, like, the third theorist branch. Yeah. Like, the f- third theory channel but because you can't even address lyrics without opening yourself up to copyright claiming and so
1: we can't even like analyze lyrics in it for music and it's such a shame because there are so many songs that people don't remember anymore or don't realize like that they would love if they understood them like you that kind of channel could help people appreciate all kinds of music that they've just never and been exposed theory, to, and like, the, like all like sorts of stuff,
0: notes and compositions, yeah. and chord structures. Appreciate and stuff.
1: how great some of the musicians are that like currently exist or have existed in the past, yeah, like, and there's no way their to do musical that
0: musical technique and let's learn about yeah, it.
1: There's but no way to do that and actually like be able to make your money back.
0: Yeah, it, just because everything would get claimed by the music label, even though it would fall under fair use. Yeah, and it, you would be fighting so many legal battles. But but again, it's one of those things that lyrics can be claimed. And it's just this weird idea that like a series of words can be claimed, but it's it's treated in much the same way as, uh, as like a book.
1: People are like book theory, music the uh, theater theory. We have some ideas. We have some ideas. <sighs> yeah.
0: But anyway. So 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 that being said, uh Mr Beast might have gotten away with, you know, this living on idea that, you know, hopefully he was able to clear the copyright away yeah, from that that's guy. that's crazy. But technically, if he was truly singing that song, he, he could, could get legitimately get claimed by – bu- and it doesn't even matter if you're singing the song poorly. Like, if you're singing the lyrics to the song, more than, more than I think it's two lines or something like that, mm-hmm. just citing the lyrics, you could get claimed just from that. And then, like, the, the progression of the notes. That's why cover artists – can't really do covers on youtube so much cover anymore. artists
1: have such a hard time yeah and a lot of them are like amazing covers but those people can't ever make money off of those you can make point. like
0: a fraction of a fraction of a it's fraction it's really of that, small
1: and the problem like so the other other thing that we like won't get into but like the music labels are always l- saying like oh these artists deserve to make money if someone else is is using their songs but the truth of it is that the artists, like the actual music artists, <laughs> yeah. see almost zero yeah, from that. That's probably the biggest the music biggest labels that the music keep label... almost everything. Yeah, they There's so little. The, the, um, the percentage that the actual artists, like whether you're Taylor Swift or whether you're like just like an upstart music artist, if you're going through a label you see almost none of that. So that's also kind of a lie. Yeah, that's, so. that's a
0: whole nother topic. Whole other but, topic. But yeah, this but idea there's of There's plenty like, of tea to spill. We're, we're <laughs> supporting the creator's rights. And yeah, that's are you not that, like true. really? You know, how much of that bottom line is is the actual creator at the end of the day seeing of that? And yeah. how much are you seeing labeled? Come on. It's a weird, weird industry. And we've, we know people, we've worked with people who come from that world and will outright like- the stories we hear from them are just unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, And it's actually very much changed my own personal opinions of music. Like, I am much less likely to listen to, like, popular music on the radio anymore just because, like, my perception of it has been so soured. Like everyone, you know, everyone has to listen to music at some point, but I will more than uh, more than not default to listening to just other YouTube videos and stuff as as podcasts, like this one right here, uh, rather than like listening to the radio in a lot of cases, just because I'm like, ah, do I do I really want to support this industry? Uh, in any significant way And a lot of times It's it's hard for me To get over that mental barrier Yeah uh, Which is sad Because music Shouldn't be ruined for people
1: I know But that's another story For another day It is uh, we, I'm sure it'll come up again And in the meantime I think there's I mean we, we have more stories To talk about for next time
0: Congratulations Stephanie uh, We We've covered
1: like we, two out of the story here, here was we here had was, like a whole bunch of pages of like, here are all the cool things that are going on that we can talk about that we could
0: t- you know, there were how many stories here? one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, about <laughs> ten stories here and we covered like three and a half.
1: Hey, so
0: maybe in the future we'll move through them faster or maybe not we don't know like we said we're figuring this out alongside you guys
1: yeah this is all an experiment um, and you guys have already been giving us feedback in the chat so thank you for that already Um, and thank you for like all of your support and watching this through it seems like a lot of you stuck all the way through from start to finish which is awesome Um, next time we have like lots of other stuff to talk about next time we do this format again it's really important to us that you give your thoughts on what you thought if you want to see more and then if you have requests for topics if it's like if it's something where you're like yeah definitely do this again and i want you to talk about whatever story it is yeah um we want to talk about the
0: stories that you guys care about yeah and the you know the personal histories or whatever or our thoughts on the things that are going on so let us know yeah what you thought of the format did we spend too long on things should we move faster or was this about right how was the length again we're figuring all of this out and, yeah, when the, when we do this next time, which will probably be, I would assume, next Tuesday. Yeah, I guess like so. Tea a, Time Tuesday. Tea Time Tuesday. Tea Tuesday. <laughs> spill the tea Tuesday. GT
1: Tuesday. <laughs> G-T
0: Live Tuesday. Tea Series Tuesday. Um, let us know. Let us know uh, how we can make it better and what you'd like to see and talk about because we are here on the couch to talk about it. So with that being said... I think that wraps up I our
1: first I, GT podcast. I don't even wow.
0: really have a good, I mean, I could do the usual sign-off. We, could, we could do
1: a little, we could do like a soft ASMR clap and a half or something. Wow. so That's,
0: that's weird. Here's a, here's a clap and a half for everyone at home. One, two, three. There you go. <laughs> and that's, that's a good podcasty clap and a half. I know. And uh, thank you guys so much for watching. And we will see you tomorrow. From from the standpoint of the live stream. We're yeah. back tomorrow, four o'clock PM Pacific time. Same time, same catch. And from the standpoint of this potentially being a podcast. Well next we'll, Tuesday, hopefully friends. we'll see you. Hopefully Ho- you liked it. Uh, uh, we'll in see. the meantime, let us say goodbye in the chat. In the chat. Shall we?
1: Yeah. Um, John from Philly Blogs says DT time Tuesday. T Time Tuesday. Uh this was amazing, says Emily Ferguson. Thank you, Emily.
0: Diane Bischoff, thank you. This was really great. Love the conversation. Awesome. Awesome.
1: Uh Lindsay Andrewin. Tuesday. Oh man,
0: Terran E7 says make it longer. (laughs) Wow.